Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet with a new producer. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's my mal pal. She's your mal pal. She's everyone's mal pal. It's the great Mallory Hartley. Hello, Mallory. Hi. That listens to Apple Music instead of Spotify. You don't have to. If you didn't, if you didn't see the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, you don't Just, have to. You don't have to call your own foul there. Oh, gee, a foul. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm just calling. Just call him like I see him. Today is. Thursday, December 2nd, 2021, 357 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Britney Spears. Hmm. Uh, this is episode 1,293? Yes, correct. Yeah, look Good at job. me. On today's show, guys, big beefy show. We've got your viewing guide for the weekend, tell you what to watch, how you can spend your entire week on the couch watching football. It's probably the last... No, we do it for, we'll do it for semifinals, too. Mm-hmm. Um... It's the penultimate um, butt groove guide. Yeah. Then, normally we talk to him on Thursday or Tuesday. We're talking to him on Thursday. That we'll be joined by the Hall of Famer Craig Way. Talk all things Texas high school football. Back half the show, the picks, my high school football predictions for a week for the regional finals. Of the yeah. Texas high school playoffs. Week 16? 15? 15. Six, it's 16. Because college football. 15. No, you're right. Because college football is 14. Yeah. Uh, then we'll round it all with college football burning questions. By the way, after we talk with Craig, we will announce... The winner of the main event most spirited school showdowns. Tell your friends to get here. It'll probably be about twelve thirty ish. So bottom of the hour. So they say in radio, bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll announce the main event most spirited school showdown winner and the winner of the five thousand dollar donation. So we will get to that coming up here in a moment. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Aaron Flynn, William Dyson, Derek Del Rio, and Jeffrey. Uh, I can't. Eddington. I think that's right. Welcome in, fellas. Sorry, I'm not good at names at all. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mess up everybody's name. It's not you personally. I just am terrible at names. You doing okay over there? Yeah. I have a lot on my mind right now. <laughs> What's on your mind? Let's 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 wrap. What's going on? 
This is just a stack show. I haven't, I haven't done a Thursday show yet. Yeah, this is my show. first I know this show. Is so I'm trying fire. to talk, but while looking at all these moving parts and making sure that everything is where it's supposed to be at the correct time. Yeah, so. Pickle's pretty good at her job, isn't she? <laughs> She's very good at her job. Anyway. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Mallory! I don't know if you know this. There's football this weekend. There is football. There is. There are 44 games. Actually, there's 51 if you include the seven private school state championships this week. So there are 51 Texas high school football games scattered across the state. And, and plus, it's college football championship week. A lot yeah. to get to. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you how you can spend your entire week on your couch watching football in what we like to call, Mallory, what do we call it? Butt Groove Guide? Good job. There you go. Yeah, It's a Butt Groove Guide. <laughs> we're going to work on your butt guide. groove on the couch. This pop quiz every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna work on your uh, work on your butt groove. You're gonna spend all weekend on the couch watching yeah. football. There really is are. no excuse to get up. So. There's 16 games on Texan Live, by the way. Yeah. So you're we'll going you're gonna through. be sitting there. For you're a while. gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be busy. All right. <clears throat> Let's start tonight, Thursday. Dateline. <laughs> you can actually go too wide. You can actually go too wide on the big screen. You're going to have Shiner or Furia. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the game. That's the big game. There are three games tonight. There's Shiner or Furia, which we have live on TexanLive.com. Uh, there is uh, Brock and Whitesboro, which I have not been able to find a stream for. Uh, if you know of one, let me know. Uh, and then there is one six-man game, uh, Motley County and Klondike. I believe our friends at Texas1AFan.com have the radio broadcast of that. So, but... On your screen, on your big screen, on the biggest screen you got, you got to have one of the biggest games of the year, which is Shiner, it's Refurio, it's number one Shiner versus number two Refurio, the reigning state champs against their chief challenger, their big rival. These two teams have played instant classics. These two teams have not been challenged all year long. I mean, these two teams have been just smoking fools. And so now they're going to go head to head fascinating matchup I don't this is one of those games actually I think this is a good way to put it this is one of those games that if you have a friend who doesn't understand like what's the big deal about Texas high school football go watch this game have them go to texanlive.com and watch Shiner and Fiero because this is two supremely talented programs two supremely well-coached teams, Mm -hmm. two big-time fan bases, two teams that know each other well, two teams that are going to try to out-scheme each other. Uh, There is, this will be great football. Just great. If you're into good football, so I don't care where you are, uh, even if you know nothing about Shiner and Refurio, TexanLive.com tonight, Shiner and Refurio, there's that. On your second screen, there's another small football game going on tonight. Do you know what's going on? Is it the... <clears throat> I actually don't know what's going on. Cowboys play tonight. Oh, okay. I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, yeah that's Cowboys right. Cowboys and that's Saints right. tonight. Without so can, Mike McCarthy. So you can go second screen uh, and do Cowboys and uh, and Saints, but the big screen must be dedicated to Shiner yeah. Fury. you got to put the Cowboys game on the smaller screen because awesome. it's going to probably not be a, a, the best game. This Shiner Furio is going to be Shiner much, better, much better. Here's my, here's my promise to you. Shiner Furio will be a more enjoyable watch than Cowboys Saints. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a stone-cold promise. It's, it's a gonna big be promise. Let's matriculate to Friday! Deadline! The last real big Friday night of the year. 
a bunch of games tonight, include or tomorrow night, including one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on Texan Live. So here's what we're doing. We're working on the assumption that you have three screens at your disposal, right? Big screen, computer, phone. So you can go three wide. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're gonna do. <sighs> By the way, you're supposed to go to YouTube. Um, Okay, so so here's the other issue we we run into is that there is a college football game on Friday tomorrow night, six yeah. o'clock on CBS Sports Network. The Conference USA title game between UTSA and Western Kentucky. We'll get to that and talk a little bit more about that in our burning questions segment. But uh, UTSA looking for the first ever conference championship. I mean that's huge doings. That kicks off at six. So the good news is you've got an hour to watch that. You can probably get into the middle of the second quarter before you have to open up two more screens. Okay. At 7 o'clock, we've got six games kicking off on on Texan Live. Here's what I want you to do. On one of the screens, I want you to have Denton Ryan and College Station. Okay, Denton Ryan, College Station, number one versus number two in 5A Division. One, that is the, in my opinion, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Um, Two teams that I think are itching to get a a piece of one another. Denton Ryan knocked out College Station last year. Denton Ryan offensively showed some life last week, but their defense was a little bit shaky. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other side for uh for for college station they have looked like the most uh well-rounded team in in 5a division one this year but this is their biggest test they've got to knock off the defending state champs i think this game is absolutely fantastic one of your screens needs to be dedicated to Dan and ryan and college station on the second screen i'm going to go a little bit hipstery and this is at seven we'll get to 7 30 in a moment on the second screen i'm going to go a little bit hipstery and i want you to watch die ball and lorena okay so, Lorena is a team I'm really high on. I've been I've been high on them for for a while. They took two early losses and I think everybody forgot about them, but they have been cooking with Crisco lately. I mean, they have been fantastic. They went 0 and 2. They've rattled off 11 straight and their offense has been on fire. Thanks in large part to their uh, their quarterback Ryan Abel. Uh, they have an outstanding running back as well in Reed Mishna. Their offense has been great. Their defense has been shutting teams down. This team is really good. They're going up against a bit of a surprise here in Die Ball. At 10 and 3, they really turned head last week with a 37-34 win over Little River Academy. This is a team that does not play boring football games. They play high-scoring slugfests, really fun team to watch. I think the Lumberjacks and the Leopards are going to put on a show. Your, your third screen, I want you to have uh, Lorena and Tyball. So then you matriculate to 7.30, and you're going to have to start making some tough choices. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? Because all the games are great. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start making some tough choices. Because 7.30, there's a couple... The, uh, we got three games. By the way, the other games we have on Texan Live. China Spring, West Orange Shark, Liberty Hill, Alamo Heights, Katie Pato, Fort Penn Hightower, Galena Park, North Shore, Tascosito. All king off at 7, all on TexanLive.com. Okie dokie. 7.30. 7.30, I'm going to work under the assumption that the UTSA game will still be worth keeping an eye on and that at least one of the 7 o'clock kicks will still be worth keeping an eye on. Okay, So that means I've only got one screen to work with. If you've only got one screen to work with, I want you to watch... Oh, God! I want you to watch Texas High and Crosby. That's what I want you to watch. Hmm. I want you to watch Texas High and Crosby. Um, I think this is the preeminent strength-on-strength matchup this week. You have this Texas High defense, which has been crushing up against this high-flying, explosive Crosby attack. Uh, Texas High looking for a receipt after last year's disappointing loss to Crosby. 
uh, fascinated by this matchup. That's where I want you to go. The other two games kicking off at 7.30, Cuero and Geronimo Navarro. That's a rematch of a regular season matchup. Uh, a non, the only non-district rematch we have. Uh, where Navarro handed Cuero their only loss of the year, 29-27, and I believe this game's going to be as tight. It's going to be really good. The other game is Tech... Tyler Chapel Hill and Little Cypress Mauriceville. Mm-hmm. Two kind of surprising teams in their own right. Chapel Hill finished fourth in their own district after scuffling in the middle of the season. Little Cypress Mauriceville was picked last in their own district. Uh, and they're both here in a regional final of the spot in the state semifinals on the line. You can go with any of those teams. We got nine games tomorrow night on TextonLive.com. That's a lot. I know. Then you move to Saturday. Dateline. Missed a sip of coffee. There's a lot of them. We, got, all great. we got six games Saturday. You get to the point in the playoffs where like six. Oh, every game is no is games. just fantastic. No so you you can pretty much watch any of these games and be here's entertained. The, here's the good news. The good news is from the college front because it's championship week. Now we do have yeah. four conference championships being decided this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will. Uh, but the first one kicks off at eleven. So at eleven o'clock, you can do Baylor Oklahoma State. Yeah, and you can dedicate yourself to Baylor Oklahoma State, the Big Twelve Championship game, kicking off at eleven o'clock. That should get you at least to halftime by the time you're going to need to turn on Texan Live, because at one o'clock Texan Live, you get Katie and Summer Creek. Now I think Katie's a favorite in this game, but Summer Creek is playing hot. Sometimes you don't want to run into a good team or the, the best team you want to run into the to, you, you don't want to run into the, the the hottest team. This is one of the hottest teams in the state in Summer mm-hmm. Creek. Kenny Harrison's doing an unbelievable job there. Um, keep an eye on this game. That's one o'clock kick, Katie and Summer uh, Katie and Humble Summer Creek. Two o'clock's when you're gonna start to you're gonna start to make some choices. Okay? You have to start to make some choices. Oh boy. So here's what you got at two o'clock. On Texan Life. You got Lake Travis, San Antonio, Brennan. Okay, unbelievable matchup. Two teams. Uh, is San Antonio's the last six eight team standing for uh, uh, Brennan's the last San Antonio team standing for San Antonio, um, and they've got Ashton Debose, who's been fantastic. This is the best chance they have to knock off Lake Travis or Westlake in a long time, and I'm speaking for the city. Uh, going up against this Lake Travis team that I think is starting to play their best football right now. Their defense, I think, is starting to round into form. Offense scuffled a little bit last week, but we'll see how they how they battle up against Brennan. Speaking of Austin, you also have Westlake and Vandegrift kicking off at 2 o'clock on TexanLive.com. Yeah. Uh, Westlake has been great, but this is an outstanding Vandegrift defense, I think, is going to challenge them. Huge game down there in the ATX. Also at 2 o'clock, Bridgeland and Tomball. Okay? Tomball, fourth-place finisher in their district. They have turned on the Jets. Kale Helms has been one of the best players in the state this, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. It's been unbelievable. Going up against Bridgeland, a big question is whether or not Connor Wigman is available. He went out in their regional semifinal win uh, with, I believe, a concussion. We will see if he is available mm-hmm. on, on Saturday at 2 o'clock against Tomball. That will tell the tale. But Tomball is really good and certainly capable of beating Bridgeland. And also at 2 o'clock, a little game between two Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex teams. Perhaps you've heard of them, Allen and South Lake Carroll. Now, do you think that evens the, the playing field a little bit if Wigman doesn't play? Yes. For I, sure. I think if Wigman doesn't play, I think Tomball wins. Okay. If Wigman does play, I think it is a coin flip. Okay. That's how important it is. Right. Allen, South Lake Carroll is also at 2. Two of the behemoths in six in, in six A football. Two of the behemoths in DFW. Uh, two two high profile coaches in Riley Dodge and Chad Morris. Uh, Allen is starting to play their best football right now, 
mm-hmm. that should be dangerous for Carroll, but Carroll has been mollywhopping teams. And I'm very interested to see what happens when these two go at it. Uh, how does Allen's defense, which did look good last week against U.S. Trinity, how do they deal with South Lake Carroll, who has such a multifaceted, multivariable attack? Allen South Lake Carroll's at 2 o'clock. I'm not going to tell you which one to pick. Those games are all un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. D- make the decision for yourself. And then, by the way, at 3 o'clock... <laughs> Another banger. Austin LBJ and Fredericksburg. It's a rematch of a district matchup. LBJ took down the Batlam Billies in, in district play. Fredericksburg, I think, has improved significantly since then. I think they can give LBJ a challenge, but can anybody slow down Oscar Gordon and this outstanding LBJ offense? That's the real question here. Um... And then, by the way, also at 3 o'clock, Houston and Cincinnati. Big one. They kick off. I believe that game is on ABC. Yes. The American Athletic Champion, a Conference Championship game. Obviously, a lot on the line for Cincinnati. I think there is a chance, I think a good chance, that if Houston wins, they're in a New Year's Six Bowl. Really? Do you mm-hmm. think? I mean, Houston's at like 18, I want to say, right now. If they That's, beat, you're, you're jumping a ton at that point but who who is the other g5 team that would be ahead of them yeah that's true right that's true that's the issue i mean utsa is not in there anymore right so. and there's one other i think there's one other g5 team but i, I don't think they're going to be i think houston with that win would jump over them i think they could be playing for a, 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 a um what's our new year six bowl mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's at three also at three we'll talk about it in, in the burning questions the swack championships on espn2 Prairie View A&M taking on Deion Sanders' Jackson State squad. Mm-hmm. Prairie View looking for their first SWAC title since 2009. Go Panthers. Uh, so that is how you can spend your entire – and then, by the way, there's NFL Sunday. And I guess there's yeah. other games like um, – do you know there's a late night um, – Cal and USC are playing late night um, Saturday night? Because really? There's a COVID. There's a COVID postponement. I was about to say because the the Pac-12 is uh, Oregon and Utah, right? Yeah. Pac-12 championship. That's going on too. So I was like, what? That game's okay. at like four thirty or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, that's early for them. It, or whatever it, whatever it is, <laughs> it's on at some time. Yeah. And then by the way, there's also this weirdo regular season game between two four and seven teams <laughs> kicking off at like eleven o'clock on FS1. So if you didn't know much about how this season's gone, you're like, oh yeah, Cal. Pac-12 championship, let's go. But no, you're Cal and USC. You'd be like, oh, wow, okay, interesting. (laughs) I thought USC was hiring a new guy. Yeah, yeah. um, Anyway, that's your butt groove guide. You got all day, and then you got Sunday. You can spend all day on the couch on Sunday um, for watching NFL. So there you go. There's your butt groove guide, how you can spend the entire weekend talking or watching football. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That is our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content At uh, if you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Mallory, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in our normal Tuesday guest that we have decided to push to Thursday. Woo. Uh, by our own volition, he didn't make that decision. That was us. We made that <laughs> choice. We're joined by the Hall of Famer, my co-host on Bally Sports Southwest's High School Scoreboard Live. He is the great Craig Way. Craig... I just spoke to you an hour ago, but we can just pretend for radio purposes. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll ask you the same question I asked you an hour ago when you did your regular Thursday spot on my show. Uh, <laughs> how's soon-to-be father number two hood 
going and we it's already been unearthed that Jen was not allowing you to go down to Victoria for Shiner or Furio tonight since you are on kid watch duty what what you 96 hours till something delivery like time something like that we're uh, we're cooking with we're cooking with gas around here uh all right so Craig uh I want to go back to last week because I know that we've kind of pushed forward a little bit on this but I wanted to ask you about last week and what we saw, especially on Black Friday, where we had six state championship state champions go down. Because I asked Matt Step this on Tep and Step as well, but I'll ask you: Can you remember a day, or even you can just take the entire round? Can you remember a time where there was that much, so many heavyweights going down all at once? that it was pretty that 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 basically i i described it as gobsmacking i'm interested in in how, can you remember a time like we saw last friday where those types of results came so fast and furious not in one round mm. not in one weekend and certainly not in one day yeah. that was a seismic everything that happened it was gigantic to see the surprises that 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 happened or the defending state champ and they, and they were all surprising but when Carthage and Alito go out on the same weekend, that is headlines. And and that was huge. So, yeah, I'm, it, it, that was something, I think, unprecedented. And, and you know, we could look at this in layers, Tep, because of the way the playoff structure, the current playoff structure is built over this past decade. So if you if you look at it for context – then, then you know nothing like this has happened like this. And, and then prior to the last decade where teams were just starting to layer in their their second state champions and, and uh, their, their fourth playoff teams and things like that, you'll know it hasn't happened on that level either because you had fewer teams involved to have that kind of seismic, uh, you know, mountain-crushing weekend. And it takes, I would say, probably – a healthy dose to playoff teams to make a massive weekend like that happen. Well, now, and I think you and I have talked about this, and we're in perfect agreement. We like how the playoffs are. And for those who have said that, you know, uh, you know, there's too many teams in the, in the playoffs every year, I offer you up Tom Ball as an example to the contrary. But more is the point, just the fact that it can set the stage for a gigantic weekend where we might see six state champions defending state champions go down in one weekend, especially too with the pedigrees of Alito and Carthage. Uh, it is a it is strange to to look at the the landscape that's left with just you know there's there's uh, 44 teams is that right no there's 88 teams left in in the Texas high school football uh, playoffs right now. And and you asked me this on your show, and, and I'll, I'll just I'll just reverse the whip because I'm I'm unoriginal. Um, who among those 88 strikes you as the most surprising? The one that you didn't necessarily see coming? The one that if I had came to you at the beginning of the playoffs, let's say, and said, "Hey, uh, they're going to make the regional finals," you would have said, "Nah, Tepper, you're you're crazy." Which 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 of those teams is is really surprising? Like Westlake, I think we were all pretty sure. Okay, I think they're probably going to make the regional final. Who's the opposite of that? Who's the team that that you that sur- has surprised you the most? Well, you came up with a couple of good offerings, and and so in my unoriginality as well. Yeah, Tom Ball would be one of those based on what was happening and having to win on the final Friday night of the regular season uh, from 
the preseason. You brought up Little Cypress Mauriceville, and I think that's that that's a great uh, a great take on there. Of course, uh, all of us failing to see the PD factor mm-hmm. and, and what it could do with that and what what he's done with that. I can give you a couple other ones. Uh, you, you know, I think uh, Lago Vista would be one of those, although they've had a penchant for pulling a surprise or two in the postseason in some recent years. Uh, I think perhaps, well, South Oak Cliff, obviously, by what they did, had, had to really stun some folks. I think that would be another one that you could have in mind. Maybe Die Ball. could be another one in terms of making a run this deep in the postseason. I think all of those certainly could could be candidates for that sort of thing. And then Klondike at the six-man level. I mean, who would expect that? But they pulled off some some, uh, eye-popping results along the way. So all of those, I think, are worthy candidates for it. Uh, we're talking with Craig Lane, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, this all leads to this week where we do have, and one thing I think is interesting, and, and I think we marvel at this every year when we really shouldn't, um, but we, we've got 15 rematches here in the regional finals. There's 15 games that we've already seen that we will get to see again. Um, now, last week we had 18 rematches. I believe the teams that won the original game went 15-3 and three against them. Um, here is my question for you, Craig, and, and I may be putting you on the spot. Is there a rematch this week that you think could play out significantly different than the first aspect or first match? I'm not even necessarily saying that the team that lost will win, but maybe they close the gap so far uh, a little bit more. Is there a rematch that you are going to be most especially keeping your eye on this week? A couple come to mind. Uh, Colleyville Heritage Mansfield Summit mm-hmm. would be would be one. I, I think that there there's a lot of people who think I don't know that I'm necessarily will, willing to go all the way to this, but there are a lot of people who think that Duncan Bolasota thing could have a different look, or at least mm-hmm. a more competitive look. To use your example there, I think that's the, maybe a, a possibility. I kind of feel similarly inclined about Salina and Aubrey. Mm-hmm. They know each other very, very well. So I think that's a Cuero and, and Navarro, uh, I think, would be uh, one to look at that, that could certainly flip the other way. So I, I think all of those uh, come to mind, um, and and it'll be it'll be interesting to see a, a couple of those, uh, how they, you know, how they ultimately play out from there. But I think those are the ones. Uh, and Prosper. Yeah. There's another one I, I had it, I had in mind that could be that could be a lot different than the first time around, or at least a little bit different than the first time around. Yeah, you know, there's 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 a couple of rematches. Like Children Mart, I I like I, I look at that, and I'm 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 not necessarily thinking it's going to be too much different. I think Mart looks like a runaway freight train, but then there's other ones that were so tight, like Navarro and Cuero, which was decided by two points back in week four. I think you could, yeah, I think you, you tee them up again, and it could be that those two teams are so evenly matched that you flip a coin, essentially, and, and, and see how it ends up going. All right, Craig, it's time for the worst thing we do to each other each week, and that is I am going to give you three games and a teleportation machine, and you can go to one of these three games, and even worse... Shiner Imperio. Okay. Well, uh, the other the other two I was going to say was uh, it was the Super Bowl and Game Seven of the World Series Ooh. with the Dodgers and uh, and and the Astros. But okay, sure. Tell me why Shiner Furio. Still Shiner Furio. 
Oh, well, yeah, well, uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, explain it to me like I'm five. Why would you want to go to Victoria tonight? It's never, you even said something similar like this on my show. It's never dull and boring. Mm-hmm. They, they, they never fail to deliver. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got all kinds of drama. It's got unexpected twists. It's got weird stuff that happens. It's got two teams who have been just absolutely just slam banging everybody in their way, just just running over them, and now they run into each other. What was it uh, in uh, uh, for for the old school folks like myself, the OGs? They remember uh, the original Superman movie incarnations with Christopher Reeve, Super uh, and Superman Two. When, when General Zod and they all come the first time there and you see Dean Hackman as Lex Luthor, the first time that Superman meets up with them, he goes, oh, boy, this ought to be good. <laughs> that is Shiner of Furio. It's, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic tonight on TexanLive.com. You can watch Shiner and Refurio. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, you can listen to him on the horn in Austin every weekday from 10 to noon. And then you can hear him uh, calling all sorts of Texas uh, Longhorn sports down there. And, of course, you can see him Saturday night, Saturday night, Saturday night, 11 o'clock uh, on Valley Sports Southwest on High School School Board Live alongside Rick Renner and myself. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, I will see you on Saturday. All right, just out of curiosity, what were the other two? The other two I was going to give you were Alan Southlake Carroll or Denton Ryan College Station. Ooh, uh, see? Shatter of Fury. I think you're, <laughs> I think you're, you're, not changing I think you're probably right, but you know, I, I might as well challenge you a little bit. Uh, appreciate okay. you, Craig. See you Saturday. Bye, Craig. You bet. See you. There Thanks. You Craig White, the Texas High Football Hall of Famer, joins us every day on Texas <laughs> Football Today. Uh, appreciate his time, as always. Um, and yeah, you know, there's obviously, I think people may be looking at this and saying, what's the big deal about China Refurio? If you're not a 2A football fan, you're not paying a ton of attention to 2A football. These have been number one and number two in our 2A Division One rankings all year long. Uh, and they have a history, right? They have played each other a lot. Uh, and every single game has been really, really good. So go back to la- so last year, 2020, they played and Shiner won 24-13. 2019... It was 45-43 Refurio in one of the most crazy, wild, furious comebacks that included involved onside kicks and failed two-point conversions down the stretch. Just three minutes of madness toward the end of it. Um, you go back to 2018, 56-41 Refurio won. Uh, Refurio got their way over them, but back in 2015, uh, in, they played in the, in the, I believe that would be the state semifinals, or regional finals, 17-14 Refurio. Uh, they play great football games. And we are expecting another one tonight on mm-hmm. TexanLive.com uh, in Victoria tonight, uh, Shiner and Refira. We appreciate Craig White hopping on with us. He's great. Who? Not you, Craig. Oh. I guess okay. <laughs> Hearing that kind of thing. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Mallory. Yeah. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with Main Event to find the most spirited school in the state of Texas. 64 teams were selected to compete in a bracket-style challenge, and it was up to each school and community to rally the vote in advance to advance to the next round. The school who wins the championship round will receive a $5,000 donation back to their school thanks to our friends at Main Event. The voting is now closed. We had two finalists. It was Clear Lake taking on PSJA High. Mm-hmm. 
we have a winner. We do. The winner of the main event, most spirited school showdown, and the $5,000 is... Drum roll. PSJA High, who edged yeah. out Clear Lake in a nail-biter to win the $5,000 donation from main event. Congratulations to PSJA High. Congratulations to all the schools who, and thank you for participating. Uh, the response was overwhelming, uh, but PSJA High has been crowned the most spirited school in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Most Spirited School Showdown, sponsored by our friends at Main Event. For more information, visit texasfootball.com slash main event. Congratulations to PSJA High, the recipient of the $5,000 donation for the Most Spirited School Showdown. Thanks to our friends at Main Event. Mm-hmm. All right, Mal Pal. It is Thursday. It is. It is. Uh, we are on the precipice of the regional finals. Mm-hmm. 44 UIL Texas high school football games this week. 88 teams. 88 teams. Only 44 can advance, uh, including we're going to be punching our first four tickets to AT&T Stadium this week, including one tonight, Molly County and Klondike. Yeah. Um, there's some dummy who decides to pick all 44 games. Remember when you picked like every single one of them? I'm still picking every single you one. You are still picking every single one. From the very Here. beginning. My high school football predictions for the regional final of the Texas High Football Playoffs here on Texas Football Today. Just 88 teams remain in the Texas High School Football Playoffs. We'll cut that number in half again in the regional finals. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas High School Football Playoffs. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And so that happened. After one of the most jaw-dropping, gobsmacking, bracket-busting weeks in Texas high school football recent history, we are through to the regional finals with eight teams left in every bracket. And in 1A, we're going to be punching our first four tickets to AT&T Stadium in the six-man semifinals. Every game across the state is huge. It's a massive game. If you've made it this far, you're a pretty darn good team, and you're playing a pretty darn good team. We've got fantastic matchups everywhere you look. We start in Cyprus. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at SciFair FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It's a 4A Division I regional final between the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs and the Little Cypress Marines. Marysville Bears. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, the Bulldogs' fabulous freshman. So Chapel Hill's going to be a problem. They're obviously a problem this year, right? They're into the Elite Eight of 4A Division I, but they're going to be a problem next year and the next year and the next year because take a look at their quarterback and their running back who have been stirring the drink for this offense that's averaging more than 40 yards per game. And they're just freshmen. Demetrius Brisbane, the quarterback, has been outstanding, a real feel for the game, and I feel like he stepped up his game in the playoffs. And then running back Ricky Stewart has been outstanding as well. These two youngsters have really carried the load for the Bulldogs. That's the risk-reward of playing young stars, right? They don't have a ton of experience, so there are going to be some rough-around-the-edges moments, but as they grow... They can grow exponentially, and that's what they're doing right now. That's the challenge that Little Cypress Mauriceville faces against these young stars. So, can Chapel Hill's young stars step up on the big stage? 
Key number two, bear down. Little Cypress Mauriceville's defense is on one right now. They have been absolutely fantastic. Go look back at last week, their regional semifinal win over El Campo, where they took on one of the hottest offenses in the state in the Rice Birds, and they more or less bottled them up. It was a really impressive performance, especially from the front seven led by Amir Washington and Dean Reynolds. That front seven is going to be critical if they're going to come away with this win. I think that LCM wants to win a more low-scoring slugfest and lean on that defense. They're certainly good enough to do that, especially if they can make Chapel Hill one-dimensional. So what does the Bears' defense have to say about this? And key number three, the moment. So I don't think either of these teams were supposed to be here, kind of for different reasons, right? For Tyler Chapel Hill, this is a team that's been up and down all year. They started off hot, rose into the top five of Dave Campbell's Texas Football 4A Division I rankings before going on a real rough skid and finishing fourth in their own district. That's right, a fourth place finisher into the regional finals. Little Cypress Mauriceville under new coach Eric Peavy, uh, I mean, they were one in seven last year. We picked them last in their district in the magazine. Go check it, yeah. And yet here they are playing for a spot in the state semifinals. But this is a big moment. This is the biggest stage that either of these teams have played on, and I think it's reasonable to expect that they didn't really expect to be here. But they're here now, and they have an opportunity to step one step closer to AT&T Stadium. Who can seize the moment? Who am I picking? I'm going with Chapel Hill. The Bulldogs get the nod here because of the balance they have offensively. They can run the ball with Ricky Stewart. They can throw the ball with Demetrius Brisbane. I think a lot of Little Cypress Maurice Phil's uh, success last week against El Campo is that they were taking on a team that ran the ball really well, but didn't really have a great plan B. They're going to be facing a team that has a plan B in Demetrius Brisbane if they're able to slow down the running game. Furthermore, this Chapel Hill defense has not been elite but they have a feel for the moment. They have a knack for the big play. They come up with the play when they need it. I think this game's gonna be close. It's probably a one score game, but I think the Bulldogs move on to the state semifinals. Let's go to 6A Division I, two o'clock Saturday afternoon at Tiger Stadium in Dripping Springs. The Region 4 title is on the line as the San Antonio Brennan Bears take on the Lake Travis Cavaliers. San Antonio Brennan, the last San Antonio team standing in the 6A ranks. And for a long time, we've thought that they're the best team in the Alamo City, kind of proving it right now. And boy, howdy. Quarterback Ashton DeBose is a superstar. I mean, he's not a star in the making. He's a star right now. He's been unbelievable. Let's just put it this way. He has thrown the ball almost 300 times this year. He has one interception. One. He has been an absolute dynamo. He's also their leading rusher. He is one of the very best players in Texas hard stop. The defense has also been very good. But what happens when they take on Lake Travis, a team that has won 17 straight playoff games against San Antonio teams? That's right. Lake Travis has dominated the Alamo City. They have not lost a playoff game to a San Antonio team since 2004. This year's Lake Travis team seems like they're rounding into form. It looks like uh, quarterback Bo Edmondson's really playing very well. DJ Johnson, the running back, has been exceptional. And the defense has stepped up in a big way. Now, the defense has been vulnerable to big-time offenses. Go back and look what happened when they played Westlake. So they're going to have to be on their A game to slow down Ashton DeBose and this Bears team. That said, it's hard to pick against a streak like that. Austin has straight-up dominated San Antonio recently. It's hard to pick against that. I think the Cavaliers move on to the state semifinals. 
To 5A Division One we go. 7 o'clock Friday night at McLean Stadium in Waco. The Region 2 title is on the line as the Denton Ryan Raiders take on the College Station Cougars. This is number one versus number two in 5A Division One. It's a game we've been waiting for and we're getting it this week. College Station has looked like the most complete team in Texas so far this season. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to put it. They have looked absolutely outstanding. Marquise Collins, the running back, I think he's the best player in Texas right now. Like, what he's doing right now is unmatched. He's been unbelievable. Their offensive line has been great. Quarterback Jet Huff has been making big throws. Their defense has been mostly great. They got pushed last week against Frisco Wakeland, and that is going to be a little bit interesting. They're taking on a Denton Ryan team whose offense last week showed some signs of life. They, they came to life a little bit. Quarterback Kalen Davis had a great game against Longview, but the defense also got pushed around a little bit, kind of for the first time this season, and that is really going to be uh, an interesting matchup in this one. I think the key matchup here is the College Station offense line against the Denton Ryan front seven led by Anthony Hill Jr. That is pure strength on strength. I mean, you're talking about an outstanding offensive line going up against one of the most ferocious front sevens in the state. If, if Marquise Collins and College Station is able to run the ball like they have been the past couple of weeks, the game is over. Okay, College Station is going to win, and they might win big. But if Denton Ryan can slow down the running game and make them a little bit more one-dimensional, then it is game on, and we could be in for a real fun one. Another thing to keep in mind, these are two of the very best special teams units in the state. They are going to be sharp in this game. That In a close game like this, it could come down to that. In the end, I look at College Station. I think they are the most balanced, most complete team in 5A Division One. I think they get a narrow win over Denton Ryan. In 3A Division II, 7 o'clock Friday night at Northwest ISD Stadium in Justin. It's the Region 2 final between the Gunner Tigers and the Holiday Eagles. You know, we haven't talked a ton about Gunner this year, despite being the number two team in 3A Division II all year long. And it's because there's not really a ton to talk about. They've just been blasting people. I mean, like everyone in their path, they've just been shooing away with reckless abandon. But make no mistake, this team is really, really good and has an opportunity to win a state championship. Quarterback Hutt Graham has taken his game to a next level. They're running the ball really well uh, with Ethan Sloan and company. That pistol option offense is really hard to stop. And the defense ranks second in 3A Division II. They've been absolutely dominant. There is a question about strength of schedule, right? Because they've been dominating teams, but the teams they've been dominating, I think they're just a lot better than. Well, here's Holiday. I think this is the best team Gunner has played this season. Holiday has gotten the big games uh, the past couple of weeks from their do-it-all star, Jax Johnson. Peyton Marchand, their quarterback, has been on point as well. The defense has been very good all year long. I think for Holiday to pull the upset, and make no mistake, it would be an upset in this matchup of unbeatens. If Holiday's going to win it, they have got to play ball control. They've got to keep the ball away from Gunner, go on long, sustained drives, make sure that you keep the ball out of the Tigers' hands. That's their best way of winning this ballgame. In the end, I think Gunner's just a little bit too much. I think they're going to win another regional title. I think the Tigers get the victory. To 2A Division I we go, 7 o'clock Thursday night at Memorial Stadium in Victoria. The Region 4 title is on the line as the Shiner Comanches take on the Refurio Bobcats. And here we are, right? We thought we were going to get this game, and we got it. Number one versus number two in 2A Division I going at it for a spot in the state semifinals. And these two teams know each other really well. They're used to seeing each other deep in the playoffs, and they're going to put on another fantastic show. Uh, both these teams know what the other is going to do, right? Shiner's going to line it up behind their big offensive line, and they're going to run the ball with Doug Brooks and Dalton Brooks. They're going to try to pound Refurio into submission. 
On the other side, Refurio is going to use their freshman quarterback, Keelan Brown, who's been sensational, and get the ball out to their playmakers. Uh, guys like Jordan Kelly on the outside, Antoine Gross, they want to get the ball out in space and let their athletes roll. And by the way, we're dealing with two of the very best defenses in 2A Division One. They're both ranking the top five in scoring defense. So how do you split these two, right? They've both been dominant. Neither of them has played a competitive game in about 10 weeks. And so what's the difference? Here's what this game comes down to to me. It comes down to first and 10 for Shiner. That is the name of the game. Because if Refurio can get them into second and 10 or second and nine and get them behind the chains, that is where the Refurio defense wants them to be. If Shiner's getting four yards on first down, then they're going to grind their way to long sustained drives and they're going to take the will out of this Refurio team. It's kind of what happened last year whenever they met up. Uh, it's so hard to, to call this game. I mean, the, the, these two teams look so so evenly matched that it's going to come down to one play here, a special team's mistake here, or a fumble here, something like that. In the end, I give the nod to the defending state champs, Shiner. I think that that running game is going to be able to get it done. I think the defense makes one extra stop. I think the Comanches move on to the state semifinal. And we will punch our first four tickets to AT&T Stadium this week in the 1A ranks. Day 1A Division I State Semifinal, 6 o'clock Saturday night in Dublin, as the unbeaten May Tigers take on the unbeaten Abbott Panthers. You know, May rose to the number one spot in our rankings early in the season and never let up. The, the, the reigning state runners-up look like they are on a mission, and they have walked a really tough path to get here, uh, beating Jonesboro and Water Valley in consecutive weeks. Running back Caden Hawk has been outstanding and the defense has been the star attraction for May. For Abbott, this is a team that we thought was going to be good, but maybe not this good, and the running game has been outstanding. Robert Munoz and Aiden Sestala have been exceptional running the ball, and their defense has been very good, but this is their biggest test to date. They're going to need to play their best defensive game of the year to make it to AT&T Stadium. This is a true coin flip type game, in my opinion. I think this game is going to be one of those instant classic six-man games. I give the edge to May on the offensive side because they've got the single individual best playmaker in Caden Hawk, but expect an instant classic. I think the Tigers go back to AT&T Stadium. But those are far from the only big games in the regional finals of the Texas high school football playoffs. Let's get to the lightning round. In 6A Division I, I think Duncanville wins a rematch with DeSoto. I think Galena Park North Shore edges out Atascacita in another rematch. And in a matchup of big-time brand names in the DFW Metroplex, I think Southlake Carroll edges out Allen. 6A Division II now, I like Denton Geyer over Prosper in another rematch. And I'm hopping on board the bandwagon. I think Tomball moves on to the state semifinals with a win over Bridgeland. I like Katie to take down Humble Summer Creek in a huge game in the capital city. I like Austin Westlake over Austin Vandegrift. It's a trio of rematches in 5A Division I. I think Mansfield Summit gets some revenge over Colleyville Heritage. I'm going with Corpus Christi Flower Bluff to take down Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial for the second time this season. And Katie Pato punches its tickets to the state semifinal with a win over Fort Bend Hightower. 5A Division II now. Wichita Falls Ryder and Lubbock Cooper are playing for the eighth time in four years. Yeah, that's the thing that's happening. I like Ryder in a very close one, and I think defense leads Texas High to a win over Crosby. Believe it, South Oak Cliff gets a win over Lucas Lovejoy, and I like Liberty Hill to edge Alamo Heights. Four Division One now, give me Wichita Falls Hershey in a close one over Springtown. Stephenville wins a classic over Melissa, and I'm going with Austin LBJ to take down district rival Fredericksburg. 
For Division Two now, Salina takes down rival Aubrey and Gilmer gets a close win over Pleasant Grove. China Spring keeps it rolling with a win over West Orange Stark and Cuero avenges a regular season loss to Geronimo Navarro. Three Division One now, I like West to win a battle of unbeatens over Mount Vernon and give me Brock to take down Whitesboro. Almost too close to call, but I like Vanderbilt Industrial over Lago Vista and Lorena goes to the state semifinals with a win over Dieball. Three Division Two now, it's a rematch in Region One. I like Lubbock Roosevelt over Abernathy. It is an absolute speed trap in Region Three. I like Wascom over Dangerfield and it is a slugfest in Region Four. Give me Franklin over Poth. Three Division One now, Crawford edges out Marlon Timpson, gets by Centerville and I like Cisco in a close one over Hawley. Two Division Two now, I'm going with Stratford just barely over Wellington, and I think Albany knocks out defending state champ Winthorst. Mart takes down district rival Chilton, and keep an eye on this one, but I like False City very close over Burton. And who is heading to AT&T Stadium for the 1A state championships? In 1A Division One, I like Westbrook over Happy. In 1A Division Two, I'm going with Motley County over Klondike, and I like Strawn over Richland Springs. And those are the picks. That's all 44 UIL Texas high school football games this week. So now you can let me know what am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2021 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the regional finals of the Texas high school football playoffs. We'll see you. There it is, the picks high school football predictions for the regional finals of the Texas High School Playoffs. That is, of course, on YouTube if you missed any of them. And as always, I guarantee I get a, got, get, got at Where's least your one of those right because it would be astronomical if I got none of them right. Astronomical. Um, it's a good adjective. <clears throat> of the 44, I'm trying to think of how many picks I feel like good about. Seven? I feel okay, like what are those seven? What are those seven? I'm curious. I don't want to say that. Oh, okay. I don't want to say because, that. Yeah, then, you don't want to get... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to provide yeah. bulletin board material. Um, <laughs> there's a handful, I would say about seven, that I'm like, I would be shocked if I got them wrong. Mm-hmm. Shocked. And then the rest, you're like, you know, whatever. The other happen. ones are... Just, I mean, that's the problem. The problem is you get to this point and they're like all coin flips because all these teams are good. Like, we've right. separated the wheat from uh-huh. the chaff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Mallory, have you enjoyed producing the show today? I have, you yes. Had fun? I was. It's been great. Uh, we're not done yet, though, so no, don't, we're not don't done log yet. off yet. We're we not are done yet. Not. Because we... We're going to preview the college football weekend by answering some college football burning questions. We've got four burning. games, four conference championship games to preview this week. Mm-hmm. Where are we starring, starting, Malpal? First one, we're going to start with the Conference USA Championship, Western Kentucky taking on UTSA this Friday at 6 p.m. You can watch this game on CBSSN. If you remember from last week, Tepper, North Texas. Beat UTSA forty-five to twenty-three. So why'd you say it like that? Because for, oh. still, still on the the, the, still the excitement. On the high. Yeah. Uh, so the question: What lessons do you take from last week's UTSA loss to North Texas? Um, I think there's a uh, a couple of lessons that that are probably indicative of what we can see here. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost is 
if you let a team run for six yards to carry, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Which is what happened last week against, against like, the, the, the run defense just collapsed. Terrible. Bizarre Awful. to see. Uh, furthermore, as Frank Harris goes, so go the Roadrunners. That's not to say that he's their best player. Their best offensive player is probably Zachary Franklin, and their second best player is probably Sincere Sincere McCormick. McCormick. In some order. But Frank Harris is the straw that stirs the drink. He's got to go out there and have a a solid game. He was very bad last week. I think they're going to be happy they're in a dome. I think being (laughs) home will help. I think being in a dome will help. No weather. Now, they are taking on Western Kentucky for the second time this year. Western Kentucky, you may remember, they played a wild one and scored late and came up with a big defensive stop late to win 52-46. Let me tell you about Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is... I'm going to make Texas fans know this. They're actually all gas and no breaks. Yeah. <laughs> they are actually all gas and no breaks. Their offense is absurd. Bailey's happy and all the playmakers they've got there. Their offense is incredible. Their defense leaves a lot to be desired. The plays are going to be there for the offense. This is going to come down to the secondary, which last week was not... I mean, Austin Ani was okay, but he mm-hmm. was not the reason they, they, they no, got No, it was drilled. the running game for sure. I think it's important for UTSA to start fast. I think it's important for UTSA to be in the positives in the turnover margin. I think it's imp- it's important for them to make sure that they um, they are a team that is not trying to chase. Because if they are chasing, Western Kentucky is happy to just get into a shootout when you're never going to catch up. Mm-hmm. They've got to start fast. I think being at home helps. I think all those things. I think UTSA is going to win Conference USA. I think right. they're going to win. I think they're going to win 45-31. It's gonna be. A, it's definitely gonna be a shootout. I think. I think and, there's and gonna be pointsy. Yeah, this game's gonna be a lot different too because you know, like North Texas has become such a run-based team. Uh, if you've seen a Western Kentucky game before, they don't run the ball. It's wild ass. They they throw the ball, and if you want to see a team consistently put up over 500 plus total yards of offense, it's Western Kentucky. They are wild ass. They're crazy. So. <laughs> It's really important for UTSA to start fast. Don't get behind because Western Kentucky is not the team that lets you get off the mat. They will just keep scoring and scoring and pouring it on. Right. So, yeah, go Roadrunners. Yep. What's next, Malpal? Our next conference championship, the Big 12 championship, Baylor taking on Oklahoma State this Saturday at 11 a.m. You can watch this game on ABC in a rematch of this game as well. If Baylor is to win the Big 12 title, what must be different from its first meeting with Oklahoma State? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You go back to October 2nd. That is when Baylor, who was then undefeated, went to Stillwater and lost 24 to 14. And that was a I don't know I don't know if you remember that game. That was a truly genuinely bizarre game. Yep. A bizarre game from them, um, because a lot of the a lot of the moments that you would, or a lot of the, the important numbers that you would look at overall to measure like who's going to win a ball game, like Baylor won, like Baylor like was the dominant force in a lot of ways in that game. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, they I believe they were plus they were they they were a plus three in the turnover margin. Uh-huh. They were like doing all the things they needed to do to get a win. The issue was, the issue for them was that that offense never got going. Mm-hmm. That offense, I thought Gary Bohannon had probably his worst game at Baylor. Uh, and, and he won't be playing this week either. Is he out mm-hmm. officially? I, I believe so. Now, don't quote me on that, but Let I believe see. it's going to be... Blake Shapin. Yep, yep. Um, I'm seeing that, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see if Gary Bohannon it, it say he's uncertain right now. Okay. But I okay. would. Well, it's right now. So if your options are Blake Shapin or a banged up Gary Bohannon. I'm going with Blake Shapin. Maybe you do. I don't know if there's a huge difference is the thing. You right. know what I mean? If you're, so yeah. uh, what's got to be different, I think the defense actually played pretty darn well. You know, forcing three turnovers. They held. So they picked off Spencer Sanders three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have got to get off the field on third down. Yes. That is the name of the game. They've got to get off the field on third down because uh, they were they were very – were uh, Oklahoma State was 8 of 19 on third down. Last last time, Baylor was three of fifteen. Okay, gonna, I, yeah, they converted three times. That's got to change. Yes, you got to you got to get that closer to even, uh, and then you've probably got to get a, a you probably got to get the best game yet out of Blake Shapen. Uh, I like Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's defense, and I know I think they're playing. They know they're playing for a, a spot in the playoff. All, like likely, not uh-huh. cert, not for certain, but they at least give them a shot at the playoff. Yep. Um, I like Oklahoma State. I think it's still going to be pretty low scoring. I could see something like 27-20, something like that. But I do like Oklahoma State in this one. Yeah, yeah. What is next, Malpal? Up next, we've got another conference championship game, the AAC Championship. Houston playing Cincinnati this Saturday at 3 p.m. You can watch this game on ABC. The over-under, 150 and a half rushing yards for Cincinnati. I say absolutely not under you're taking under absolutely so here's the thing this is a this is a uh, a cincinnati team that they're really they lean a lot on J- jerome ford the the running back but then also desmond ritter their quarterback is a dual threat guy who can take off and run with it when he needs to as well uh-huh. this is a team that is that is pretty efficient running the ball they don't do it a ton but when they do they're effective at it mm-hmm. uh, in fact let me see if i can look this up where they rank nationally as far as uh, rushing offense is concerned. Yards per carry, they are 20th in the, the nation yeah, they're in, the in top. yards per carry. I mean, they, they run the ball really effectively. Mm-hmm. That is a place where Houston has been pretty darn good is yep. against the run. They're, they're ranked 8th. They're ranked 8th in, in rushing defense. Yep. yep, Been excellent there. That's where this game is going to be won or lost, is that they have got to, if we, I think it's pretty fair to assume that Desmond Ritter is going to get his through the air. Uh-huh. They're gonna be, he's going to be able to get get make some plays. If they're able to throw the ball and run the ball, that's a bad news bear situation for Houston, mm-hmm. especially on the road. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of this is going to be about weathering the early storm. You're going on the road to Cincinnati. This is the biggest game in Cincinnati history. It's going to be jumping there. What was it called? Nippert Stadium? Yeah, um, something like that. It's going to be jumping there in Cincinnati. You've got to weather the early storm because that's what SMU didn't. Mm-hmm. SMU got socked in the mouth and it was over. Yeah. For Houston, you got to know they're going to come out and they're going to try to take a sledgehammer to your face and you got to weather it. You got to take it and get to the second quarter at like 14 7 mm-hmm. or something like that or 10 10 or something like yeah. that. Go out there and weather the early storm and you can win this game. I still like Cincinnati. I think they've got too much on the line in this one. Um, and I think that they are a team that. I think what you saw, they, Cincinnati strikes me as a team that plays to the level of their competition. Yes, absolutely. You see, like Tulsa, they screwed around and nearly Navy. lost. Navy, they screwed around and nearly lost. Yeah. But Notre Dame, they played awesome. Well, I was going to say SMU, they played awesome. Yeah, I was going to say too that, like t- speaking back to the Houston's defense, I think the last time that that Cincinnati has actually faced a a great defense was against Notre Dame, a great rushing defense against Notre Dame. Uh, and Notre Dame, I think, held them to 100, 
under 100 rushing yards. Mm -hmm. So that's the last time that I think Cincinnati has faced a great defense. I agree. Um, I agree. So they've and got look what happened. So right. right. So they've got a chance. I'm not. I'm not burying Houston by any regard or mm -hmm. by any measure, but. For Houston, it's got to start, I think, defensively. It's got to start with that front seven. Don't let them operate. Make them one-dimensional. Yep. You know Desmond Ritter is going to be out there slinging it. Make sure they're not able to do everything in their playbook. I also think problematically for, for Houston, I think uh, this is a, a, a minor thing, and maybe you didn't think about this. Maybe nobody else did. Maybe this is the, only exists in my brain. I think Marcus Freeman being hired at Notre Dame is really good for Cincinnati. In the sense that if he if they had held out and not named the coach, then Luke Fickle was going to be all yeah. over that job. Yep. And you want to talk about distractions? You want to talk about you know all the things surrounding a program? I think the fact that they that he's not going to be taking the Notre Dame job, not to say he won't take another job, but he won't be taking the Notre Dame job where he would have been really tightly linked. I think that helps Cincinnati in that situation. And you see what all these outside noises do to these teams. Like, just look at SMU and TCU when they found out about the coaching noise and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, it's really just a mental game, too, at that point. Absolutely. So. All right. What's our last one, Malpal? To round it out, we've got the SWAC Championship. Prairie View A&M at Jackson State this Saturday at 3 p.m. And you can watch this game on ESPN, too. Mm -hmm. Burning question. What is the key matchup for Prairie View A&M to win its first SWAC title since 2009? Well, uh, they are going to have to find a way past one of the best defenses in the FCS. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, um, the, the SWAC does not participate in the FCS playoffs. They don't. Uh, the winner of this game goes to the Celebration Bowl for the... Um, I believe that's right. I believe it's the Celebration Bowl. Um for the H for what is the um the HBCU championship game mm -hmm. uh the you know they, they call it the celebration bowl is between the uh the SWAC and then the the MIAC the winner of the MIAC and the winner of the SWAC play at the George Dome in Atlanta um this would be huge doings for Prairie View who's a team that we that on the outset we thought had an opportunity to go this far this is going to be in a lot of ways this is going to be their biggest test offensively this is an offense that's been you know really humming uh they've gotten a great year uh, from Jawan Pass, who has stepped up in a big way. Uh, we thought it was going to be Trayson Conley, but Jawan Pass has stepped up in a big way, thrown 16 touchdowns. Um, he's a guy who can run the ball as well, dual threat. They can run the ball with Jaden Stewart. This, But they're going up against Jackson State, whose defense has been spectacular. Yeah, they're their defense, incredible. Their defense has been the number one defense in the SWAC. That is, to me, where this game is going to be won or lost. They've got to find a way past one of the best defenses in, 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 the, in the Big Tour, or rather in the FCS, let alone in the SWAC. Now, Prairie View A&M, they're kind of on a, on a three-game skid right now, yeah. too. I mean, of course, one of those being uh, Texas A&M, but yeah, that doesn't help either. That, that doesn't help things either, right? You know, you take a look at, at what they've been able, what they've done this year, it's not preferable you would prefer to be going in there uh, a little bit a little bit hotter mm -hmm. um that you know that gives me a little bit of pause especially like that loss of mississippi valley state is but yeah it's a butt loss yeah. gotta get that offense going it's an uphill climb unfortunately i like jackson state especially being at home that mm -hmm. that's that's huge you know to go to mississippi that's going to be tough but i like i like jackson state to win it um but i would love to be wrong that would be supremely awesome if I was wrong. So go Panthers! Uh, we All are, these Texas we are, teams won. We are openly rooting for. How about four conference championships? That'll be awesome. that would let's be. Run the table. Let's I mean, run. we already know Texas is like the best football state, but let's just prove it let's to everybody real quick. Yeah. Let's <laughs> run the table. 
I love it. That is our college football burning questions. Yeah. Let's go over to Mallory Hartley, America's sweetheart, for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Yeah. So today we are filming, or I guess not filming, recording uh, an episode of Republic of Football. We're going to be doing almost the exact same thing that we just did, previewing the conference championship games. Uh, but we usually go into more in depth because we've got more time. So just be on the lookout for that. It'll be on the website. It'll be on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So, yes, just be on the lookout for that. And you're the producer of that show, right? I am, yes. Wow. So if you need your college football. If you need your dose of Malpal. That's where you can go. Yeah. Um, what are you doing tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow? Uh, I think I'm going to stay home tomorrow. No, I'm not going to stay home tomorrow. Uh, I think i got to produce some kind of show or something. Because I believe like, we're going to try to get Matt Stepp in here for Mailbag. Oh, yeah. Let's so, do it. Maybe I'm, tune in I'm down. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to the Hall of Famer Craig Way for being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. There it is. We will see you tomorrow for Mailbag Friday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.